today's episode, Ursula May and I have an empowering conversation about titles and roles, the twists and turns of life, and how we all have the ability to live authentically. She shares the story of her brush with the spotlight when she got hitched on the TLC show Married by Mom and Dad. We also talk about her travel adventures and zest for life and her journey as a multifaceted entrepreneur. I hope you love this conversation. Please, please share it with others who you think would like it. Share it on your social media, text it to your friends, and call your mom and walker through how to listen. I'd also love to hear from you on Instagram. Send me a DM at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C. Okay, let's do this. Hi, my name is Kristen Michalizzi. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach, a mother of four, a proud wife, a sister, a friend, and a lover of life. Each week, I want to bring you conversations that will touch your heart, make you laugh, inspire you, teach you, and help you grow into the fullest, realest version of yourself. I believe when we dare to be vulnerable and share our stories, we see the humanness of one another and often recognize the bravery inside of ourselves. Whether it's extraordinary or seemingly ordinary, everybody has a warrior story. Welcome to The Warrior Within Us. Hello, Ursula. We're doing this. How are you? Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? Finally, I get to see your face. I know. I've known you forever. It's so funny. We've been talking for a while. Um on social media and on a couple of phone calls. So to be talking quote unquote in person or 2021's version of in person is pretty exciting. So I love it. Thank you for agreeing to talk to me tonight. Um, just to give a little bit of backstory. So you actually happen to be a friend of a friend of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I, before we just hit record, I was talking about how, I sort of just friended you years ago and was sort of following what you were up to. And, um, you know, it took us a couple of years to actually connect, but I've been sort of watching you grow and, um, you know, change and do all the exciting things you've been up to. So um, it's really awesome to now be developing what I'd consider a friendship with you. So I love that. And um, like I said, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and talk a little bit about yourself and your story. Um, I really appreciate it. Of course. I'm just so happy to be here with you too. And, you know, over the past few years, we've gotten to reconnect at different times in our lives as we both were going through so many different transitions. And, you know, it's been such a beautiful thing to see you too, not only launch your own empowerment coaching business, but, um, the podcasts are amazing and just your sober, your journey into sobriety and all the ways that our lives kind of intertwined as we went through these processes. It is, it's just, I feel like God definitely put you in my life before I knew what that purpose was. And I'm just grateful to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much. So why don't you start by telling um, my audience a little bit about who you are, sort of you know, I, I've been saying this over and over to each interviewee that like, you know, we find ourselves, um, with these roles and titles that, you know, aren't really who we are, but kind of give a little sneak peek into what you're doing with your life. But, you know, 
certainly don't define you, but if you could just give us a little bit of a background on what you do, that would be amazing. Okay. Well, that's a good one because normally I tell people ask me what I do and I say I'm a multifaceted entrepreneur and a lot of people kind of look at me with cross eyes or are just like, well, that's a mouthful, but what exactly do you do? And, you know, I'm just recreating myself almost every day. And as I go through seasons of my life, I change and we adapt and we change in our interests and our hobbies and our jobs change. But um, so I'm an entrepreneur. My family's entrepreneurs. When I was in my early 20s, I started my first mobile chair massage business. And from there, I went into, um, you know, beach body coaching for years. MLM, which is multi-level marketing. And I've just learned how to create income with online through helping people, um, building teams, referral type marketing. Um, a lot of people know me worldwide for a TLC show I did five years ago, but that is such, that was such a small, small, you know, blink of my life. Um, but what that gave me was a platform, a bigger platform to connect with different people in different industries and, and really connect with women around the world. So um, now I've kind of just, I love mentoring women and, and connecting with women. Um, but I also have had, I mean, different business opportunities for people who have followed me. They see me and do all the businesses and I fail forward and I learn from them. Um, and I learn what I love to do and what I don't love to do. And right now it's building out, um, I'm building out new business right now. I have not launched it yet, but it's also the passive income. So I know this is just a mouthful, right? I, I'm really just multifaceted entrepreneur. As times change and things change, I'm always adapting and learning how to overcome and how to make different streams of income. And sometimes those businesses dry up or, you know, change direction and that's okay. So I'm kind of like a professional failure, but I use it and learn and just kind of um, move it into the next thing. I'm huge in nonprofit and I started my own nonprofit event that I am still like developing and figuring out how to develop that on a bigger scale. But, you know, for the people, again, who follow me, you guys see me getting involved in all different types of, I try to fundraise for different things that speak to my heart and just try to help people in the community as much as I can. Mm. I've always noticed that about you. Like since I first connected with you, that you're always giving back to the community or like something, um, I, I can tell hits your heart a certain way and you, mm -hmm. you know, immediately find a way to get involved or help out. And I've always admired that about you. And, you know, going back to just, um, the whole title, like concept, yeah. I think the for title. so long, I can't stand that. <laughs> yeah, I think for so long, people really felt like they had to identify themselves as like mm -hmm. a certain thing. Right. And yeah. I'll never forget it. I had a friend who came over once, um, a college friend with her then boyfriend and my mom was here and my mom said, Oh, and what do you do? And he had like the best answer ever. And he said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, what do you do for a job? And she, he said, well, I just want to make it clear. I don't define myself by what I do for a living. And it was awesome. And it wasn't rude the way he said it wasn't rude. And it yeah. really was a conversation starter, but I think for years and years or decades, even people felt the need to define themselves by what they did. Yeah. And I think that that 
like really boxed people for a really long time for feeling stuck in how they identified because yeah. they identified with a career mm-hmm. path or with mm-hmm. a title and they didn't know who they were otherwise. And I think the yeah. fact that you're constantly kind of gut checking and tuning into your intuition and figuring out like what fits, what feels good and what isn't working for me anymore is really the secret to a happier, more fulfilling life. And that's what I'm always trying to um, spread as a message that like, we don't have to, you know, just even if something's working for a little while, it doesn't mean it has to work forever. And I think I used to for myself, see it almost as like a flaw that I was like, not, I thought maybe I'm not disciplined or maybe I'm not this Mm -hmm. or that because I'm not, don't want to stick with the same thing forever. But I think that that's what makes life interesting and makes sure that you're sticking with really what's in true alignment with yourself. So Absolutely. And that's so spot on. We're multifaceted human beings. So, um, you know, the first question most people ask me when they meet me out in public is, so what do you do for a living or what's your job? And, you know, like I said, I say I'm a multifaceted entrepreneur or I say I'm a liver of life. Like I live my life or I say I follow my passions and um, crazy side story this guy, my car, the battery died in my car because I hadn't driven it for months. I was traveling and I got back from traveling and my battery was dead. So a guy from the auto body shop came over and he was changing my battery. Right. And, you know, making small talk with him and he goes, well, what do you do for a living? Like, he's just trying to be nice to me while he did my battery. And I was like, oh, I'm a multifaceted entrepreneur. And he looked like I couldn't figure out what happened, but he looked at me really strange and got really quiet. And it kind of like I could tell it made him uncomfortable. Um, so the next day I got a text and he's like, hey, could you give me a call? It's so and so who did your battery yesterday. And I was like, okay. So I called him and he's like, I just want to let you know, um, I've never met anyone that was an entrepreneur who said that to me and it hit me so hard that I went in and he's like, I quit my job today because I hate my job so much, but I'm so passionate about cars and like airplane engines and the stuff he was learning at, like he was going to school to be um, a mechanic on, on uh, airplanes. So he's like, I quit my job and I just want to let you know how much you inspired me. And then I put the two and two together And I was like, that's why he looked like in shock and uncomfortable. I couldn't, I I remember like going to bed at night and being like, man, what did I say that bothered him so much? And it, it really stirred something in his soul. And I was really taken aback. And I was like, well, that's amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. Congrats. And he's like, well, what do I do now? Where do I start? And I said, you just got to start. You figure out what you like to do. I said, start reaching out to people in your industry and networking and just start somewhere I'm like I can't give you the answer but I'm really uh flattered that you quit your job today because of what I told you I did yesterday yeah that was crazy I was just like dang I guess you never know yeah (laughs) I think when you're really living in your truth it gives other people permission to do the same so when somebody sees something that you're doing that maybe they've been scared to do or you know when they see the social proof that other people 
can take risks and yeah. survive, they, they think, yeah. oh, well, maybe if she can do that, then I can too. So, yep. and you can let it irritate your demons or you can let it inspire you. And for him, I think at first it stirred something in him that felt uncomfortable, but he decided, well, she's doing this. I don't want to work for people anymore. I'm going to go live my dream and I'm going to quit my job today. That's so, awesome. um, well, like you're saying, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> I awesome. mean, never know what the day is going to hold. Do you? So true. Or so, you're going to inspire, right? Exactly. You never know. And, and back to what you're saying, like, if you never know by living your authentic truth, you give other people the permission to do that. And that's what I've realized lately since I've been so, uh, careless about what other people think. I do not care anymore what other people think you know, of me, I'm, I'm tired of playing small and living, hiding behind the scenes, hiding what's really going on in my life. Since I kind of just spoke out and have been speaking out these, well, I guess six months now when I really was like, you know what world, this is a real shiz that I'm going through and I'm sick of it and I'm done. I'm having a breakdown and here I am in the hospital. And like, you know, I think that being authentic and seeing people go through that and those changes and then people, us, you know, rebuilding and rising again, you have to authentically share yourself in your journey because then you're giving people that torch and you're passing it to them to let them know that they have a voice, they have a choice, and they can speak their truth and not be scared. Absolutely. Absolutely. So take me back a little bit. So let's first go back like to when I first started following you and you mentioned it a little while ago about Mm -hmm. this little TV show you were on and tell me a little bit about what that was all about. Um, I just want to ask, you know, first Mm -hmm. what, what initiated you stepping forward and and doing something like the show? Um, Tell us a little bit about what it was and like why you decided to do it and like take us through what, what happened with it. Okay. Well, I thought the show was a joke at first. The producers were reaching out to me because I didn't know at the time, but there was a local bachelor and he, his parents were sifting through women around the country and in Tampa Bay area to find him a wife. And um, I am more of a behind the scenes person. I don't like being in front of the camera. I have severe social anxiety. And like we had just chatted about this makes me so nervous. Like when I know I have to perform, I get so nervous. So a TV, a reality TV show too, is the last thing I wanted to do ever, ever in my life. The producers kept reaching out to me saying, Hey, you look like you, you know, like, are you single? And I was like, yeah. And I thought it was a joke at first when they were like, here's our info contact us. We need you to get on a call with the producers and the whole team. We want to meet you. I kept saying no. And then they're like, no, this is real. I asked for all his credentials. I looked him up like he was on IMDb. And um, I found out it was a real production studio in LA. And I was like, you know what? I talked to a few different people. And they're like, take the opportunity. Like you're a risk taker, do it. And I kept thinking, and back before I was a true um, Christian, full-blown Christian, I kept telling people, I feel like God, I feel like God's this is how God's going to bring me my husband. Like it keeps reappearing in my life. I feel like this is some grand way that I'm going to meet my husband. So um, I was really fearful to be on TV. And another big insecurity I had that was in the back of my head the whole time was I have a boring, normal life. I'm just me. I have no drama. I had no baggage. I had nothing. I thought I had nothing to offer the show or the world. Like I thought 
people are just going to make fun of me and be mean and all. And I was scared of the trolls and, you know, the keyboard warriors. And mm-hmm. I remember just being so naive and so scared. And then they just kept calling me week after week, like after I did my interview and they're like, we showed your interview, we recorded it and sent it to the person's mom. And she, she's like, that's, that's the one. So um, they don't show that on the TV show they added in drama, but I knew the whole time they were like, you're marrying, you're going to marry a stranger. Like you're the top choice for the parents. We're going to script in drama. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, is this really happening? Holy crap. So I thought that's how God was bringing me my husband. Mm. The red flags were there the whole time. Since the first day, I, there was a lot of things going on. Um, and it was a person that I normally, and I tell people this all the time, it was someone I normally wouldn't have even spoken to in real life or carried on a conversation with. And that's my marriage. And I remember, and I just actually did a post about this because it was five years ago last week five years ago that we filmed the show and I got married and I remember being at my own wedding about to go up and marry someone that I had never met before and I remember seeing all my friends and family there and I remember just thinking like holy crap this isn't how I'm supposed to meet my husband this guy isn't even going to be for me this is I already I just remember thinking like I have everything in life that anyone could ever want or need. I felt so blessed. And then I just felt so upset that I was putting my family and friends through that kind of trauma. And I've put my family and friends through a lot of trauma the past five years, and they've still all stuck by my side and supported me through all the bad decisions I've made. And which is pretty unbelievable because I'm like, how are you guys still like supporting me and my friends? Because I have just blindly led us into so many bad things, you know, and I guess looking back, it's like crazy memories, but at the same time, it's things I could have protected myself from Mm. and could have um, stopped a lot, a lot earlier than continued to endure it. So it was a very tumultuous time in my life. It was really hard. And yes, I married someone that they was not a fit for me. um, That was living a life that was total opposite of what I knew. And it was a really, really hard time in my life. And then the public divorce and actually having to get a real divorce um, and just the hurt and pain that it caused. But what I realized through that whole thing, it was just another testimony that like, God doesn't bring you stuff like that. You know, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Sometimes just such powerful things that you realize down the road in hindsight that you're like, that was not from God. That was the devil. God kept giving you the signs to get out, Mm -hmm. to leave, to get away, to choose differently. And I kept listening to my own selfish desires or listening to people in my life that wanted to hurt me or control me or, you know, just use me for whatever purpose. Um, So looking back, you know, I, I learned, I learned so much. I grew so much and it was a wild, wild time. And you know, once you do a TV show, you're stuck as that person to the world your whole life. It's five years later now. We're airing in other. We've aired in almost every country in the world. We're re-airing in different countries. We're back on Discovery app in the U.S. So I'm getting fans. You know, I get messages every day from people between my social media accounts. They're like, hey, you guys are my favorite couple. Are you still together? And that's something that you can't 
you can't go on TV and have a faint heart. You have it's something that you will have to deal with for the rest of your life is being associated with that person when the and another thing is people believe what they see on TV when they mm -hmm. don't realize that was staged and scripted and filmed sometimes years ago. Um, you know, it's just such a little blip on the radar yeah. and, uh, so it has to, it's become like a huge part of your life, but not because it itself was a huge part of your life, but because it kind of like snowballs into the whole rest of your life and yeah. it kind of can't go away from it. I, I want yeah, to talk about the world. Yeah. I just want to talk about how I'm known how women especially are taught to sort of ignore that intuitive side. And, you mm -hmm. know, um, I think that there's been a great deal of conditioning over generations of, you know, not listening to that little voice inside that knows what's best for us, but sort of listening to the outside influences of like, this will be good for your career. Or this will be good. You know, this will bring you yeah. Or, or what's the worst, you know, I don't, what kind of sort of thought process went through your mind or did you just, you know, there was obviously a side of you that thought this could work. There was probably a side of you that was like terrified and thought this is never going to work. And I, you know, yeah. why am I doing this? Um, but I wonder sort of, um, what that thought process is like, like, did you think, um, you know, if it doesn't work out, I could just walk away. Like what, what, what went through your mind? The crazy thing is I had, I was so overly optimistic. Like for me, that was my husband. That's who I was going to be with forever. That's who I was going to have a family with. And yeah, it was devastating. You know, it's still like even talking about it is devastating. I had such good intentions going into that show. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a wife and have a family. And I, I never found the one, um, the one to settle down with. I, I found my soulmate. That's a whole nother. He, he passed away um, this December. So that's a whole nother like freaking book I could write. But mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't have anyone in my life that I wanted to settle down with. But I mean, I was established. I was ready to settle down. And um, I, it, I, I went into that thinking this is going to be my husband forever. And it was literally the devil's game. You know, it was such a uh, smoke and mirrors. It was so unreal that at some point I had to look in the mirror and be like, you can't carry the weight of this. It, you know, as devastating as it is, I went in with true intentions and other people went into that just to get famous or to get a like or to be on a TV show, right? Mm -hmm. When I, I was so naive, I was so naive to the world and and, um, geez, I, yeah, I, I never was like, oh, this is a reality TV show. Maybe people just go on it to get famous. I literally didn't want to do the show. And I was like, maybe this is how God's bringing me my husband. Yeah. And I was sorely mistaken. So yeah. at some point, you know, I had to wake up and I had to, unfortunately, go file for divorce. Cause I was like, this is such a joke at this point. Like I'm taking it seriously. And then you have the other half that's like, oh, I want to do another, just, you know, just so yeah. I, cause I don't even want to go there or talk yeah. bad about someone else, but it was devastating for me. You just, it had was two so different, you just had two different intentions and two yeah. different paths. Yeah. And that's make. when I realized like how, um, people can be in that world and how, you know, reality TV was not for me, but the beautiful thing that I got from that is that 
I thought that I had nothing to bring to TV. And every day still, I get messages saying, thank you for being a kind, authentic, stand-up human being on reality TV. So I know that my purpose wasn't to marry a stranger on a TV show. My purpose was to let my light shine to other women, to let them know that they can be strong, independent, kind people and, um, you know, follow their dreams and passions and still kind of uphold their character and class, whether it's on a reality TV show, marrying a stranger or not, you can be kind to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think the big takeaway from that for me, because people say, would you go back and change a thing? I wouldn't change a thing about my past because that's what made me who I am and brought me to the compassionate person that I am today, all those lessons and everything. So, um, you know, the, the most beautiful thing I think was me doubting myself so much and God being like, no, girl, you went on that show to spread your light. Mm. That, that person that you married that had nothing to do with that. This was to show you that you do good people have things to offer the world. Even if you don't feel like you do, we all have so much goodness in us to offer others in, you know, so I guess a little positive light on reality TV. And just like the capacity to overcome things that you, when you're in it, feel like, how can I possibly like move on from this part of my life, you know, um, for you to be able to like, keep moving forward, keep pursuing the life that you want to live and keep, you know, the faith that things get better and you get over things even when you think you you can't and you know Mm -hmm. you can overcome situations that don't turn out the way you intend on them turning out I think that that's a testament to your character and also a great example to other people that even when it feels like your world is crashing in on you there is you do have the capacity and the ability to keep moving forward and, and live whatever life you choose to. And um, I think rather than being in this victim mentality where you feel like this happened to me, you like yourself are even saying like, no, this happened for me so that I could see a part of myself or like really see what my true character was, um, despite what other people may have wanted me to, you know, publicly fail or whatever, you know, you're Mm -hmm. able to just move on. And I think that that's amazing. Um, so tell me what was next, what happened after the show, after the divorce, like, you know, what came next? Oh man. So there's a, well, after that, and like you said, you know, I can use it, look back in positivity, right. And see that, um, my pain was used for a purpose and, and, you know, and that's another thing with me becoming a Christian, getting baptized uh, this year. You understand that God has a purpose for everything and that every season of your life is a growth lesson or a learning lesson, whether you realize it or not. Just, you know, um, your pain is used for purpose. So at the time when all that was happening, no, I just, I was a depressed. If you, if you talk to me in year 2017, I was a lost. I didn't know. I was just felt like a failure. I felt, you know, ashamed. I was depressed. I went through bouts of depression. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. Um, It took me, I would say I was alone, alone, not dating nothing for, I don't know, two and a half, two, two and a half years. So I got in this past relationship that I was just in for two years, but I was alone for years. 
And, you know, um, at the time I didn't, I was going through a lot, but Mm -hmm. looking back now, no matter what people are going through, or if someone's listening to this, that's going through really, really hard times, you have to pray and you have to be grateful for what you're going through because those lows and that stuff that you don't quite understand, you will in the future. And just remember to, it doesn't last forever and that you can use that pain for a purpose. You can transfer that into something else. Like God takes our tests and he turns them into our testimony. And now everything I've been through is now my testimony because, right, it gives us knowledge. It makes us wiser. It makes us more compassionate and it makes us stronger. So, you know, as pain point, you know, these are pain points for me, but I look at them now and I have no ill will. I'm just like, wow, what a beautiful journey. All of these things has taught me moving forward. So um, after the show, I filmed a pilot for other shows because I was lost for a little while in the Hollywood uh, life where you're like, oh, well, how can I go back to normal life? I have to do more TV. I have to do more TV um, to stay relevant. And then that was not fulfilling me whatsoever. I told another producer to rip up the contract they had with me because I was filming a show that was not authentic to me. It was just another show with drama when they promised me it wouldn't be drama. Mm. So um, I, I did the pilot for that in California. And then I got involved in a lot of different things. I launched um, these kind of mobile dance and twerk classes called the Beat St. Pete. I launched the Bathrobe Brunch, which is my nonprofit. Um, I went back to school to finish my business degree. I partnered with a Cuban travel company. My business partner passed away and I continued to build that company and send groups down there to support the Cuban people and his family. I mean, I did a lot of things. Oh, Bear of the Bling Bridal, I was a business partner with and I had um, a bridal dress line for a year. That was a really fun partnership. So I did, I, I, I started just getting back to my entrepreneurial ways. I wanted to go back to my normal life. I cut off all the people that were around me just because they thought it was cool. It was on a TV show because mm. nothing good came from those friendships. And I just went back to focusing on myself mm. and healing myself. Mm. And that's still a, a big journey I'm on. But well, I think that that I always say that's like, that's, that's like the never ending journey, right? Like when people, it is, it's a never ending journey. And even when you talk about like healing and I've done a lot of work on myself and self-development and everything, it's like not a destination, right? It's like not about becoming a healed person because there are always going to be things that come up in our lives that we have to like work through. It's more of just staying on the path toward healing and um, just knowing that there's always going to be things like we're out, we're going to, we can't avoid the human experience. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be, you know, tragedy. There's going to be things that we go through that we don't count on or we don't plan for. And just when we really live in alignment and whatever your beliefs are, if it's, you know, you know, I applaud you for getting baptized, like for, you know, having that strong faith. I, um, have, you know, a pretty strong spiritual side. I don't have Mm -hmm. like a a religious affiliation, but I have a pretty Mm -hmm. strong spiritual side. And I think if you just really stay authentic to that voice inside of you, call it intuition, call it faith, whatever, um, 
you, you really can't go wrong and you're always going to learn and grow. And, um, you know, just you taking on different projects and doing different things. Uh, one of the things that I really believe in is that clarity comes from action. We can sit around and say like, I want to do this next, or I want to do that next, or maybe in the future I'll do this, but it's not until we really like step forward, like you said, fail forward. Mm-hmm. that's when we're going to get clarity on what's meant for us and what's going to work yeah. for us and what's not going to work for us. Because if we just sit and dream and think like someday I'd like to do this or that, like we never actually do it because we just wait for things to be perfect, which we all know never really happens. Never and, happens. and usually when it's too perfect, it's there's some underlying like warning sign there that like, Always. it's not going to be what you think. So um, I think it's amazing that you, are constantly just seeking out new opportunities and that's where you get your clarity from and learn who you are. So tell me a little bit about your traveling because, you know, I was following you over the summer and you're, we're bebopping all around and I love that. So tell me a little bit about that. So I got the travel bug, I guess when I was about 21 years old, I went, I flew to Europe and did my first cruise, like all over Europe and Italy. And I love I feel most comforted, most passionate, most excited when I'm in places that I've never been before. So um, I'm constantly daydreaming about like where I'm going to go and how I'm going to do that. And I keep trying to develop a life of financial freedom where I can make a residual income and be able to travel and be able to continue to see places and go and do. Um, Staying between the same four walls is not inspiring and I think a lot of people lose their creativity when they're not out being like childlike joy and Mm. playing and experiencing things and um, I had a full-on breakdown in the beginning of March of this year and kind of gave I was tired of doing things my way I was back in another cycle of like despair and um, just coming out of some really really terrible things that had taken over my life for two years and I decided I felt called to go to Hawaii. I had family and friends there. And I basically, I unplugged and I took off in April and I left for months and I went to Hawaii and it was the most beautiful time. That time, it, ladies, everyone who's listening to this, men too, if you guys have never traveled alone or been alone to other countries or places before, that's where you find yourself. Take yourself away from your comfort, your friends your hometown, you might still, you know, be living in with the same circle of friends you grew up with. Take yourself away from everything that defines you and go find yourself in another place. And that's where I find myself. Um, I had dreams of learning to surf right off the the North Shore pipeline in Hawaii where surfing was invented and Waikiki Beach. And I kept um, letting my fear hold me back while I was in Hawaii. I was like, I was like, I'm going to be an insanely good surfer. I'm going to be a professional surfer. Like, I, I feel it. I'm going to do it. I was there like two months and still had it surfed. And I was like, oh my gosh, why won't I just do it? And I was scared. I was scared. So um, I finally got myself out there. And when I caught my first wave, man, if you've never felt like mother nature, I call it God, like you are in the power of like realizing how small you are in the world and how powerful the world is when that first wave just takes you and, you know, throws you down and it's such a a beautiful experience. So to me, those types of experiences of seeing things 
for the first time with my own eyes, not watching them on TV, not, you know, Googling it, going to these places and having these experiences, um, it shows me that, you know, we're adaptable creatures. We can make friends anywhere we go. We can get ourselves out of our comfort zone and see what we're really made out of. I've been on the most extreme hikes in these crazy mountains doing the craziest things. And I meet the coolest people. And like, you just feel like such a badass when you are living life away from everything, you know, right. That's ordinary and comfortable and pushing yourself to those extremes. And the more you push yourself, the more you realize you can do anything. Mm. Now I'm going to start traveling the world, not only hiking to like the highest peaks I can find, but surfing around the world. I just booked another trip out of the country to specifically surf. And um, like, had I never tried it and gotten over my fear that holds us back so much and people are like, what about the sharks? What about this? I'm like, I had all those fears too. But at some point I was like, if I don't do this, I will regret it for the rest of my life. And what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you could be eaten by a shark, but most likely it's not going to happen. There's like seven people who get eaten a year by a shark. It's not going to happen. So, <laughs> so you can put your fears aside and you can fail. And I was working with a, a local um, surf instructor. He's one of the like the top, so one of the, he used to be one of the top surfers in the world. He was one of my trainers in Hawaii every morning. We'd be on North Shore, like paddling out, just me and him. And I had like all these, anxieties right like well what if the wave hits me like this like when do I dive under like when do we do what if it pushes me down on the coral again what do we do if the big sharks are under like and he looks at me and I'm just like going on and on right having a full-on anxiety attack out there in the calm morning waters right and uh he was like I still remember he was like Ursula you need to quiet your mind you don't have to think about any of that when you're a little baby, you can't do anything but cry and you can't walk, right? But what do you learn to do? You learn to lay in your belly. Then you learn to crawl. He said, then what? Then you learn to walk and then you learn to run. He said, right now you're laying on your belly like a little baby and you're going to learn. But first you got to learn to crawl. Mm-hmm. And they just like centered me and made me realize like, we can all learn to do and be anything, but we have to get over our fears and put ourselves in that vulnerable, vulnerable state where we are scared and crazy and anxiety ridden because the feeling you get from actually doing something that normally would stop you or you wouldn't do because you'd be so scared is the most fulfilling thing the most fulfilling thing, one of the most fulfilling things on the planet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, once you do that, you gain so much more um, strength internally, self, I don't even, what are the words I'm looking for? Like you, you gain well, I self-confidence. Think it, I think it's a metaphor so much for like the rest of your life, because when yeah. you take some of these risks that seem so like huge or maybe not and even small ones, right? Like it gives you the momentum and the power yeah, to like bring that, that into momentum. other parts of your life where like mm-hmm. you, you recognize where you might be playing small or where like sort of irrational fears come into play where you're holding, mm-hmm. you, you feel yourself holding yourself back from these things because, you know, maybe you're afraid of what somebody's going to say or somebody's going to think. And when you kind of just 
throw all of that out. And Mm -hmm. like you said, with like childlike mentality, just sort of trust and surrender that things will work out in your favor. Um, And also, I just think for you to put yourself in those opportunities and there's ways to do it, you know, for anybody's listening, there's a ways to do it just right outside your front door. Exactly. You can really open your eyes to like what a miracle it is even to just be alive and how amazing the world is not to be dramatic, but really like just to look at what the world has to offer us. Mm -hmm. It's like mind blowing that like we have access to all of this like magic. And so So you're in this, you know, mindset of playing small or like feeling sorry for yourself or like feeling like, you know, not good enough or feeling like you need to be X, Y, and Z before you do, you know, A, B, and C. Um, You're missing out on just like everything that's available to you. Because really, I think just like you even just saying like, I've always wanted to surf. Like you don't think those thoughts for, for, you know, it's not an accident that you've always thought that. So it's like when you are having this idea about something you want to go and do, like that is to me a signal from the universe, from God to say like, do the thing. Like there's something for you there. And if you think about it, that means it's already, it already exists in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. You just have to put yourself there and yeah. just trust that like, there's something there for you, whether it be a lesson or a, you know, opportunity or, you know, a story, there's always to be aware and listening to what is mm-hmm. out there and available to you. Because I think a lot of times society, we collectively play really small because we're like not allowing ourselves to look like broader to everything that's that's out there for us so I think that's awesome and I can't wait to see where you go next and one of these times I'm going to go with you because I'm not going to have little ones forever so I'm going to be like where we going? can you have a friend in Kauai you're going to link me up with I think yeah so she's she was there for one year she had like an amazing opportunity to live there for one year with her husband and they're back now but um she just had the most amazing year of her entire life and you know, I always had the travel bug too. Um, I yeah. spent a summer in New Zealand when I was 16 and, you know, then I did, I've been doing the mom thing. So I have all the kids, but like, even you just talking about your experiences in Hawaii makes me realize that like, I, that's not gone away. Like that yeah. adventurous spirit that I have is, is still there. So, you know, when the kids get a little bit older and I'm able to be a little bit more, um, you know, mobile, I can go and fulfill some of those adventures. So I, right. I feel like you've sparked a little bit in me too. And even just mentioned Cuba. Like, I've always wanted to go to Cuba, like before we were even allowed to travel there. So that's definitely on my bucket list too. So that's awesome. awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, this is so awesome. I feel like we could talk for days and days and I know. we have so many, there's like, so many different things we can talk about. Absolutely. And, we're going to do this again. I'm going to sit and talk yeah. about that right there. Yeah. But for anybody that wants to kind of keep up with your adventures and learn what you're up to next, um, let us know where we can find you. So I am Ursula May and that's U-R-S-U-L-A-M-A-E on Facebook and IG. I just recently started a TikTok. I mainly watch it for entertainment. I don't have like, you know, big TikTok following. I just love watching those videos. 
so funny. But um, so basically I'm on IG and Facebook. So those are just my two platforms. I'm old school. I'm an old school Facebook user and an IG as well. So awesome. those, I, I can't do all the other platforms, but that's yeah. where you guys can find me. If you search Ursula May, I should be like probably the only one that pops up. Yeah. And awesome. um, this has been amazing and we should do it again because we still have not touched on our sober group. We kind of were going through sobriety together. Yeah. So many things. I mean, even we didn't like this past shoot the past six months of my life. I could write novels on novels. Mm. And um, but I, you know, everyone who's listening, it's just yeah, life throws you so many curveballs and you're never going to be prepared, but all you can do is just really, really be grateful in whatever your moment you're in and know that um, you can use every pain, everything you've gone through to your purpose and always have that childlike joy and faith to explore and grow and never be scared to start over and start again. And, you know, we change as people, you're not set to who you are. And I get a lot of people from my past that, you know, I, I limit my time around now, but they say, oh, I'm just that way, or oh, that's just me. And I'm like, that's not, that's a cop out because you can literally have the capacity to create your new self every day of your life, to shed mm -hmm. your old skin and be a completely different person. That's the people I'm around nowadays. Those people who can tell you stories about how crazy or bad or devastating their life was and who they are now. And mm -hmm. that's who I connect with. And I think that's why you and I connect so much because when you see those people, you like, you know, you're yeah. like, hey, I see you because you're on another level that people that haven't had that awakening um, cannot comprehend. Mm -hmm. You can spot people who are woke a mile away. Those people who are, have overcome, changed and overcome their past and their crutches and created who they wanted to be. And that's the only people I want to hang out around right now. Absolutely. Like those people. Too. And Amen. they all, and, and I love the people who aren't, aren't there yet. I love on them, but at a distance because I know where I'm going and where I'm at and who I want to be around. And I want to show those people that aren't there yet that they can do the same thing. Like mm. they can. Write their they own story, right? Write their own story. Yeah. I can't believe the life I'm living right now, but I, I've always had, we've all, we always had the choice. We've yeah. always had the choice. If I could tell you guys one more thing, put up boundaries, put up those boundaries, protect yourself from what's not serving you, the people, places, situations. Once you learn to put those boundaries up, you gain so much love and self-respect that you just blast off from there. It's like, okay, I'm just going to keep getting better every single day. Protect myself from this, protect myself from this. I know what I want. I know what I will and won't allow. And once you build that kind of guidebook for yourself in your life, and you stick by those principles, that is the most empowering, beautiful thing that you can do for yourself, because then you're able to just go blast off and be, create that life. Absolutely. So. And I think it's also knowing that no matter who you are, you're worthy of that. So oh, yeah. um, that, Absolutely. that worthiness piece is it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've been through or what you have done or any of it. It's like it at any matter. point in time, you are worthy of 
joy and love and appreciation. And you are, mm-hmm. deserve to be surrounded by people who are cheering you on and want to see you succeed. And yeah. um, no matter what your past is or what you've been through, you always have the opportunity and the worthiness to just overcome whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. Ursula and I will be right there cheering you on and shining our light. Cause that's what I say. It's all yeah. about just like, you know, having that lantern and saying, Ooh, yeah. watch out for that pothole, watch out for that pothole, you know, and yeah. you know, anyone is capable. So we'll, we'll plan a big old, like some kind of amazing retreat or something somewhere really like, I have the retreat. That's where I'm and, going surfing. Oh, so I have so good. the location, the women's retreat. So it's, good. it's all coming into play. I'm so, so excited. Good. But this has been great. You're amazing. Great to see your face. And Thank I love everything you're doing. Um, you. Yeah, you're incredible. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. What an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you want to hear others like it, I would love it if you check out the links in the podcast description. I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who would also enjoy it. You can also find me over on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C or visit my website at www.thewarriorwithinus.com. Talk to you soon.